Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Amen. Today is Power Sunday. Amen. If you don't know what Power Sunday is, it's just, uh, it's just another Sunday. Another Sunday in an apostolic church. Amen. <laughs> we believe in every Sunday is, is actually Power Sunday, but once in a while, amen, we just kind of put a name on it and we come with sole purpose in mind, and that is we want the power of God to explode in this place. We believe that miracles are going to happen before this day is over. Amen. We believe that deliverance is going to happen before this day is over. I believe that whatever burden you walked in here with today, whatever heavy burden that seems like it may be crushing you, that God can take that away before you walk out of this place today. Any sickness or disease that is in this building right now, I believe that Jesus Christ can speak to that and it can be cast out. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in this house today. Is anybody with me right now? Amen. Amen. And so we come with full faith and expectation. If you're a guest here today, God bless you. We are so glad that you came to join us and to worship with us. And... Um, we just want you to know that we love you very much. We love you very much. You say, well, how is that possible? You don't know me. That's right. We might not know you, but we love you. We love you, and we know that, but we also know that there is one here that loves you more than we could ever even think about loving you. Amen. And that's why we love you, because he first loved all of us, didn't he? Amen. He first loved all of us, and so we have loved one for another, that we might be, amen, his disciples indeed. And so we want, we're glad that you're here. Some of you are, are here as guests uh, from other United Pentecostal churches. God bless you. God bless your churches and your pastors. We love them very, very much and thankful for them. And some are here today. Maybe this is your first time or first of just a handful of times that you're in this place. I hope you feel the liberty that I feel right now. I hope you feel comfortable. If you don't quite feel comfortable yet, just give it a couple seconds. You're amongst friends today. You're amongst friends who would like to be part of your family today. We would like you to be a part of our family. Amen. But we believe in a truly spiritual experience. We believe in a true connection with the Almighty God. We didn't come here today just to sing some music and feel uh, 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 some chills up and down our spine and say, man, that was cool. Now let's go home. We came here today to get connected to the Lord Jesus Christ on a powerful level. Amen. Amen. And for that to happen, we're going to have to let God have his way, right? Amen. If we want God to move, then we have to let him move. We have to let him do his thing. And that's really all we're trying to accomplish here today, is we're just trying to get an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Spirit of the Lord. There's no agenda. There's no timetable to how this has to happen. There's really no schedule to the remainder of this service. We're just trying to get an atmosphere where the Spirit of the Lord can begin to move freely. Amen? And as the Spirit of the Lord begins to move freely, then all of the things that we hope for will begin to happen. Amen? How how many know where the Spirit of the Lord is? There is liberty and there's power 
to do all things. Somebody shout unto the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Amen. Turn to two or three people around you. Give them a high five. Tell them they look good in the house of the Lord today. Amen. A lot of highly complimentary people in here today. That's good, isn't it? Amen. The Apostle Paul is talking to the Corinthian church in the first chapter. And he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Everybody say demonstration. It was not about my words, the Apostle Paul said. It wasn't about my words. It was about what God did. He said, I didn't, I didn't convince you that Christ was alive because I told you he was alive. We found out that he was alive because miracles began to happen. We re, you realize he was alive because healing began to take place and because people began to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. And, and when the power was manifest in our presence, uh, you knew right away, this isn't Paul that is doing this. Hallelujah. This isn't Paul that's doing this. This isn't pastor that's doing this. This isn't the leadership team that's doing this. This isn't the person that brought me that's doing this. Uh, but there must be a God, hallelujah, that's alive. There must, be a, there must be a power greater than I that is doing what I am feeling and sensing in this place. He says, I didn't come with excellency of speech. I didn't come with enticing words. He said, we came in the demonstration. What our world needs today is a demonstration of the power of God. What our world needs today is a demonstration. They need to see it, feel it. They need to experience it. Amen? Because there's something about experiencing the power of God. You cannot forget it. Oh, hallelujah. You cannot forget it. I don't, I've talked to people my whole life that, 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 that experienced the, uh, the power of God at some point in their life. They went to a church one time or their grandma took them to a church or they stumbled into a church some night and they experienced uh, the, the power of God. And maybe they've never been back, but they'll tell you at the drop of the hat about there was something different about that church. There was something different that I felt and I've never sensed anything like it before. I've never felt anything quite like that before. This world today needs a demonstration of the power of God. Hallelujah. The good news is, is God is looking to do just that. He's looking to do just that. That's what he wants to do here today. That's what he wants to do every day. Amen. That's what he wants to do every day. And he said that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Oh, hallelujah. There's something special about faith that stands in the power of God. Because, because what we learn constantly in our world today is that you can put a lot of faith in men and be let down. 
We are constantly reminded today that you can put faith and hope and trust uh, in, in, in men and women that, that seem like they, they really got your best interest at heart and seem like they really are capable of, of making good, positive changes and doing things, uh, and they let you down. And so the Apostle Paul said, look, this is not about, uh, this is not about the, the, the leaders of the church. Uh, it's not even about me, Paul, but this is about God. I want you to have faith in God. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul is saying, I'm not going to be here all the time. I, I got some other things I'm going to do. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be starting some other churches someplace. So if this is about me and, and my personality, then you got it messed up. But if it's about God, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you got a church to go to or you don't got a church to go to. It doesn't matter if you got cast out into the depths of the sea or left out in the middle of the desert. If your faith is in God, then you're going to be there and God's going to be with you. And you're going to know God's with you, that he'll never leave you, never forsake you, even to the ends of the earth. How many know that God is with you all the time right now? How many have had some experiences with the Lord Jesus Christ and you knew God was with me? Paul is saying, have faith in God. Have faith in God. You hear me screaming that a lot. (laughs) A lot of times during our altar time, this up here is the front. The front of our building, this is our altar area. This is where we come to respond when we begin to feel the tug of God on our heart pulling us. And you're saying, well, I feel God pulling me to action, pulling me to do something. What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to get up from where you are and come forward. You say, well, what's the big deal? What's the difference between where I'm at here and up there? Obedience. Obedience. You're saying, I, I can't get healed back there? Oh, you can. You can get healed anywhere. But in this place today, in this house right now, God is going to tug and pull and call for acts of faith and obedience. And an act of faith and obedience means that you would rise up from where you are and take some steps to God. Amen? And so as this service progresses, we're going to make that available to you. But he tells them that this is about the power of God. We need to have faith in God. You're not, you're not here today. We're not here to trick anyone into faith. We're not here to manipulate anybody into faith. You can't be tricked into true faith. That's not a possibility. Faith is a beginning of sorts. It's a, it's, it's a step. It's a first step. Hebrews 11.1 1, uh, in the New Living Translation says it like this, and they can put whatever on the wall, but I'll, I'll read from this. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Amen? It's confidence that what we hope for is actually going to happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Oh, hallelujah. There are people here today that need a miracle healing, but they can't see that miracle healing uh, in their flesh. But in their faith, uh, they can begin to see that miracle healing. There's people here right now with pain in their body, uh, and they cannot see uh, a situation where the pain is not in their body. But when faith enters the picture, they can begin to see a life without pain, a morning without pain, going to bed without pain. They can begin to see it. How? Because faith steps in. 
Oh, hallelujah. Struggles and relationships and issues of the heart and addictions of our flesh. These are things that sometimes can get so, they, they can get so big in our eyes that it's all we can see. It's all we can see is the addiction, the struggle, the fight, the argument, the family problems, the, the sickness. It's all we can see. But it's not that. It's the hope. We have a hope. There's somewhere inside of you. There's a hope that says it can be different than this. It doesn't always have to be this way. I, I believe that something can happen. Something can change. What's going to change? Are you going to do something different? Are they going to do something different? No. God's going to do something. When God does something, hallelujah, then we can really have a confidence and assurance that all things are possible oh hallelujah amen in mark chapter 11 jesus comes to a fig tree that has leaves on it but has no figs on it and he states that no man will ever eat a fig off of that tree again and then he keeps on walking the disciples are with him and the natural process would be for figs to grow again like figs had grown before right it was a fig tree it had leaves on it. It was obviously healthy. It was not a dying tree. It would eventually grow figs because that's what nature commands it to do. Or I should say that's what God commands nature to do. Right? And so a fig tree grows figs. And so the natural process would be for that to happen like it had happened before. The expected end would be that figs would show up. Is everybody with me? But a while later, they passed by the same tree in Mark 11, 20, 21. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is with, withered away. So what was supposed to happen did not happen. The natural process that should have taken place, stopped. Right? It changed completely. Instead, what Christ wanted to happen is what happened. The natural process that had happened for as long as that tree had been producing figs was suddenly disrupted because Christ spoke. Oh, hallelujah. He spoke words. No one will ever eat figs of this tree again. And then he just keeps on going. He spoke words to a tree. <laughs> he's talking to trees. Yeah. He's talking to trees. That's right. So here in a little while, when, when somebody perhaps is praying with you, and they bind sickness, and cast it out. You say, what are, what are we doing talking to sickness? Well, we're just following his example. Right? We're just doing Why? Because he's wanting them to have faith in God. And we see this because he goes on to say this. In Mark eleven twenty two. he says, Peter says, thou... It, it, you cursed that tree and it withered away. In the next verse, he says, And Jesus answering said unto him, Have faith in God. 
And he goes on, verses 22 to 24, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. You shall have them. Whatever you desire God to do when you begin to pray, believe that God will do it. Have faith in God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not saying have faith in me. I'm not saying have faith uh, in the church or the name on the sign. I'm not even saying have faith uh, in the person who brought you or the one you're sitting next to. I'm saying get beyond all of that and have faith in God. Uh, Have faith that he can do what he said he can do. uh, And that if you get a hold of him and if he speaks, he can stop the natural progression of your situation. You say, well, I've been sick for six months, uh, and the doctor says I'm just going to stay sick. Uh, Well, that's what the natural progression of the sickness should be. But when Jesus speaks, uh, he can disrupt the natural with the supernatural power that he has. You say, well, my relationship's been bad from the beginning, and there's always been struggle, and we've never got along, and that's just the way it's always going to be. Well, if you leave it up to you and me, that may be the right thing. But if God begins to speak into your situation and into your relationship and into your issue, God can do what nobody else can do. Hear the voice of Jesus today. Have faith in God. Turn your neighbor and tell him, have faith in God. <clears throat> All right. All right, Brother, Brother Kermis, Brother Bateman, help me out up here with some chairs. All right. So, have faith in God. <clears throat> he says to them that you can speak to a mountain. If I say a mountain. And you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. Right? Be thou cast into the sea. Cast it into the sea. Cast it into something that is bigger than it is. Right? I know I've told this before, and I, I don't even remember the, the specifics of the illustration. That's enough. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Just spread those out over here a little bit. Um. <laughs> that was faith. I, I appreciate that. So, he says, cast the mountain into the sea. Why the sea? Why not just cast the mountain away from where you are? Well, because mountains are really large, aren't they? You can be a long ways from a mountain and still see it. Right? You ever, have you ever went on a trip, driving trip, towards a mountainous region? It's incredible how far away you can begin to see mountains. And you think, you're like, oh, we're almost there. Nope. That's just a really big mountain. So he says, he doesn't say just cast it away from you because, see, that's what we do, right? That's what we do in life. 
we try to just like move our, our, our issues out of our way. The problem is, is that they're always there. We moved them over there. That's great. But guess what? What do we keep doing? Right? I threw it behind me. I got it behind me, Pastor. That's good. Well, why are you walking like this? Then? You can still see it. It's still there, right? We try to do this stuff. It's called playing pretend. Do you ever play pretend as a kid? Pretend? hey, let's pretend that I'm the cop and you're the robber. Get your hands up. Get your hands up. Um, we play pretend. But, you know, when we're kids, we don't really have real major life issues. You know, we don't really understand that so much. But we get older and we've got some real issues and we think, I'll just kind of pretend like it's not there. Right? Yeah. Sure. Sure, I'll just pretend like I don't have this daily battle. I'll just pretend like I, I, I'm not crushed inside. I'll just pretend like I'm happy. I'll just pretend like I'm, I feel better than I do. Right? I'll just pretend. That's... That's just kind of speaking to the mountain and saying, mountain, don't be here. Just kind of be over here somewhere. But Jesus said, cast your mountain into the sea. Because the sea is the only thing bigger than the mountain. And I said, I don't remember the, I don't remember the actual figures, but I've shared this before. The, 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 the deepest part of the sea is deeper than the tallest mountain on earth. So you can throw the tallest mountain that we have on our earth into the deepest part of the sea and it will completely disappear under the water. I think that the creator knew that. <laughs> Seeing as he made them that way, I think he knew that. And so when he speaks and he says to them, cast your mountains into the sea, he's saying throw your mountain into the one place on earth that you will never see it again get it buried completely hallelujah in the water so that you will never have to deal with it again jesus is not here today to make anybody feel temporarily good about your situation he didn't show up this morning so that you could feel all right for a little bit and then feel horrible when you walked out he did not come today to just make you cry a few tears and feel a few goosebumps but then go back into a war zone on Monday God has come to deliver God has come to set free God has come to heal God has come to heal every broken heart wounded spirit and sick body he will do it have faith in God oh hallelujah so from this point on, I'm going to continue to preach. But these chairs up here are here for when you feel the Lord begin to tug at your heart. And you know, you believe, you have faith that God can do whatever you need him to do today. I'm going to ask you at whatever point, you won't be, it's not going to be rude it's not going to be, uh, you don't have to worry about anything. Just get up from where you are 
come up here and sit in one of these chairs and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Begin to speak faith, right? Begin to speak faith. Now, I know, we all know how this works. We've done this a bunch of times. Uh, Eventually, somebody comes first, right? I always feel like I want to give that person who comes first $100. Because as soon as one person comes, it's like, oh, he wasn't kidding. People are really just going to walk up there. Yeah. There you go, Brother Brunder. I'll give you that $100 after church. (laughs) Have faith in God, right? Have faith in God. In Jesus' name. Ah, Jesus, my God in heaven. God can do anything. God can do anything. When you come forward up here, you just lift your hands and begin to call upon the name of Jesus. Just begin to believe that God is able. At some point, somebody may come. They may lay hands on you, begin to pray for you. The Bible says that we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And when the Bible says shall and the Bible makes declarations like that, we just believe it. We don't question it. We just believe it. So you need God to do a miracle. You just come forward, begin to call upon the name of Jesus in this place. And God will begin to work and God will begin to heal in here. I want to say one more thing as this is already filling up quickly. This is not a place for spectators today, okay? we got no room for spectators today. So get involved, get connected, do whatever you got to do, but don't just become a spectator because you're going to miss out on what God's going to do. The other thing I'm going to say is this, is you come up here and sit in one of these chairs and begin to pray. You stay here until God does what you need God to do. Amen. You say, well, what, what, what about if other people need a chair? We can put other chairs out. And if you, if God's tugging at your heart and there's not an empty chair, that doesn't matter. Come running. Come running. You can stand. You can kneel. You can do whatever. The chairs are just kind of symbolic anyway. It's just something for something to do. But so understand what I'm saying. You've got to want it. You've got to desire it. I'm reminded today of blind Bartimaeus in the Bible. Blind Bartimaeus, the Bible says, is sitting by the highway side begging. This was his custom. This was his daily routine. This was all he knew to do. He was blind, and he sat there, and he begged. But the Bible says that he heard. Somebody say he heard. That he heard that Jesus was passing by. Now, obviously, he had heard some things about Jesus before. Because he hears that Jesus is passing by. And he begins to cry out. And he begins to say, Jesus, hallelujah, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. So he obviously knows that Jesus is able to do something that nobody else is able to do. And so he begins to cry out the louder, Jesus, thou son of David have mercy on me now I want you to notice something he did what he could do he heard and I'm wondering if anybody's hearing me today I'm wondering if anybody's heard this preacher tell you that God can heal your body of sickness. Uh, I'm wondering if anybody has heard this preacher tell you that God could do a miracle in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your relationship, in your addiction, in your struggle. Because if you've heard it, the next step is, uh, is what are you going to do uh, with what you have heard? It doesn't do you any good to come into this place today and say, I heard about a God who could do the miraculous. Uh, but you got to say, I heard it, and now I'm going to cry out, Jesus! Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He heard it. He heard it. And then some people did what nobody in this place is going to do to you today. Some people said, hey, you need to be quiet. Bartimaeus, be quiet, buddy. Calm down, buddy. 
You, J- Jesus isn't going to do anything with you today. You're just a blind guy on the side of the road begging. You, you, Jesus is not here for you. You be quiet. Ain't nobody in this place going to do that to you today. Nobody in here is going to try to get you to stay in your seat. Nobody in here is going to try to cast doubt over what you feel and what is the faith that begins to build in your heart. But there may be some voices in your head. There may be some voices in your head uh, that you're going to have to overcome today. Uh, Some doubt and some fear in your mind uh, that says, surely this isn't for me. uh, And surely this isn't going to happen in my life today. But I've come to tell you that if you'll override that doubt, if you'll override that fear, if you'll let faith cry out of you, even if it's as a grain of a mustard seed, if all you got is enough faith to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. I promise you Jesus is going to hear you and he's going to call you forth and he's going to touch your situation just like he did for Bartimaeus. He healed him. He delivered him and he sent him on his way. He's going to do the same thing for you today. But you got to have faith in God. You got to have faith in God. You got to have faith. Clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. Clap your hands under the Lord and begin to cry out to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of the Lord. Lift your hands all across this place. Would you do that? Would you lift your hands all across the sanctuary right now and begin to pray? Hallelujah. If you came in here today without a need, if you came in here today without a situation that you need a miracle for, if you don't have anything that you need help with, would you please be praying? Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week.